everybody. My name is Christian, and this is Maranatha Remnant Global Ministries. Uh, we just got done and finished with the worship. It was Upper Room, um, Open the Scroll, which was amazing. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the last song that we saw sang last week was Come, Lord Jesus, Come, Rip the Heavens Wide Open, Do You Hear Your People Calling?, and now we're, we're, now we're like doing another song where it's like, open the scroll, worthy one. Have you noticed what we've been, like, what we've been worshiping about? We've been worshiping about his second coming. Mm-hmm. That's what Maranatha Remnant Global Ministry is all about. It's about his second coming. That's what we, literally our name is Come Our Lord. Mm-hmm. So the thing is the Lord was showing me that as God's people call upon him, he starts to move. He starts to move. He says, I've heard your cries. I've heard your prayers to my ears. Because I was even watching uh, CBN yesterday, and it was showing how the South Koreans in their churches are praying for the North Koreans, their next-door neighbors, to become free, to become – that there would be a new regime, right, that the Lord would intervene. So the thing is, is that, like, we keep praying for these things and worshiping, asking God. He will move. But are we ready for him to come? That's the question. Are we right now ready for him to come? Not just say like, oh, well, I want him to come because I'm fed up of everything, right? Just come, <laughs> Jesus. Just take me from this chaos and this mess. I don't want to pay my bills next month. Yeah, like yeah. you don't want to deal with life. But are you actually really ready for him to come? And I just feel lately um, there's been this great shift that's happening that I've already prophesied over. Remember I told you about the great divide that's happening in 2024 with the goats and sheep. And now men of God are also saying this stuff now. Multiple. I said it before in that time because I felt like God already gave it to me. So I shared it. I didn't, I, like I felt he released me to say it. So I did. But I've been really grieved in my heart lately. I've been real grieved about looking at the church lately. Like seeing Christians go to Snoop Dogg concerts, getting drunk and high. Seeing people, seeing Christians go to Taylor Swift concerts. Oh, it's fine. It's just okay. No, you're you're participating in worship. And I'm going to talk about what the Lord says about that today. Or you go into Beyonce concerts and it's fine. I don't go to Lil Wayne concerts anymore. I don't go to Drake concerts anymore. I don't go to ASAP Mob concerts anymore. You don't even listen anymore. I don't even listen to them anymore. I can't even tell you their, their latest song. 
I don't even listen to that the secular radio anymore. I haven't listened for a long time. But the thing is, though, I'm going to talk about purity. I'm going to talk about holiness. And I'm going to talk about lukewarmness. So be ready to be convicted. Okay? <laughs> but I'm also speaking for myself because I need to go to a higher level, a different standard. I've, I've talked to a Christian about a year and a half ago that said, oh, I used to... I, I remember when I used to be on fire. But he goes to church still. He's actually one of the leaders in a, in, a, in a group there. And when he said that to me, it shook me to my bones. This dude's in a place of leadership within the church. Goes to church, church tithes, all this stuff. But he says, I remember when I used to be warm. No, on fire. Or used to be on fire? Well, what does that mean you're... Oh, seriously... What does it mean now if you're not on fire? You're either cold or warm. Right. So the thing is, it's like, you're, you're not going to go to heaven based off your church attendance. You're not going to go to based off a church of how much you tithe. You're not going to go to heaven. Man, dude, are you serious? I He's like, that scratch was so good. Yeah, he's, he's freaking out. He's probably getting convicted too. But anyways, <laughs> that's why he's breathing so heavy. But the thing is, what I want to talk about is like, if we're in a place where we feel like we're not on fire for God, then the only defaults that we're under is lukewarm and cold, which will leave us here. Will leave us here. Now, I'm going to preach... And I'm going to share the word. I'm going to share the gospel. But I want you guys to bring out your notebooks, your notepads. And I want you to evaluate yourself. Evaluate yourself. It says to, it says to judge yourself now so you don't get judged later. So judge where you're at. I'm not going to say someone has reached the pinnacle of on-fireness, right? We can, all, we can all grow into different levels of being on fire for the Lord. But are you on fire? Are you, like, lukewarm? Are you burning sage in your house but still go, and still going to church? Are you believing in healing but you have healing crystals by your bed? Are you... Believing that God's going to give you a word, but you check your horoscope first? Oh. I'm, 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 I, it's making me sick. It's making me sick. Like, I, I saw this woman. I'm like, oh, my. You're a Christian? And they're just partying up. just like going to Snoop Dogg and going to Wiz Khalifa concerts. Do you understand holiness means to be set apart? That's the first definition of holiness. It's being set apart. Mm-hmm. Or being a Christian and drinking, too. I've seen a lot of Christians yeah. that they still drink. Yeah. And smoke and still do their, yeah. their stuff. Yeah. And there's, there's times where there's, there's, there's Christians that are getting, like, wasted, right? Getting wasted, like, going to the bar and getting wasted. Or going to a smoke shop and just buying tons of weed. Right? And getting high. Right? So... That we all have to go from different levels. I'm not here to condemn nobody. We're all here growing. We're all here gonna, you know, we haven't reached perfection yet. But there's a lot of scriptures within the word saying, be pure as he is pure. Be holy 
as He is holy. Be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. These are the scriptures that Jesus said. Right? So the thing is, we all have to get to a place of where are we and what are we? Are, are we are we truly set free? Are we not free? And trust me, hearing this also brings conviction to my heart. It also brings like, man, Lord, I need to work on this. Right? Because the thing is like, oh, you can, you can be free from pornography, but are you still lusting? Right? Or, you know, there's, pe- there's people in the church that, you know, are, are boyfriend and girlfriend still sleeping with each other. Still fornicating. And that's not of, the, that's not of God either, right? But, there, but the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that there is a standard that God calls us to live by. And the thing is, what's happened is, is that holiness, I, I was reading this uh, scripture, that holiness, used, Satan used to be afraid of the church because it was holy. Now the church is more afraid of being holy. Like it, it's it's like Satan has infiltrated the church, where the church doesn't even look holy anymore. That used to be a threat to Satan. Now he's infiltrated, and he's like, okay, we can just live however we want. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I, I'm just truly at a point where I'm like, Lord, I need you to prune me. I need you to uproot everything that's not of you, Lord. I need you to help me crucify my flesh. I need you to help me die daily. So don't think I'm just like saying, you, you, you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm preaching the word what God told me to preach. And also that it was something for me that I have to set forward into. I can't. We're going to go in the scriptures and it's going to be powerful. And it's going to be amazing. So if you have your notebooks and your Bibles, please follow along. Um, I heard today that the definition of Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like and what's happening is that we're seeing so many Christians that are not really Christians. They're not. They say they are. Like you, you even see like in social media where the guy's like, you call yourself a Christian, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm a Christian. He's like, do you believe what the Bible says? No. So it's like, what kind of Christian are you? That's what we follow is a word. But that's what I'm saying. It's been so tainted. It's been so uh, defiled. It's been so polluted. And that's what I'm trying to say, that pure means without mixture. Purity is without mixture. Holiness is set apart. So we're supposed to be (laughs) untainted, set apart with no mixture. Like we, like, I'm even at myself, I'm like, I'm like, Lord, I need to start confessing you more. Just even when I'm out and about. Right or doing this, and it's, I, I, I want to make it clear, it's not a works mentality that earns your way to heaven. Right? It says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's where the fear of the Lord comes in. Right. But I mean, I'm I'm gonna be straight up with you. I might this might step on people's toes, but like, hmm. Lord, how do I say this? You posting a Bible verse. But living, your God, but living without God the whole rest of the time doesn't make you a Christian. It doesn't make you an evangelist. It doesn't make you like, wow, you're just confessing the word and you're forwarding this message and you're liking this. 
that's cool, but where's your heart? Because mm-hmm. that's where the Lord judges you. It's based off the heart. Mm-hmm. Right? It says in the word of God, I'll be paraphrasing, but it says if your heart condemns you, then God knows your heart in greater things. Right? But then it says if, if your heart doesn't condemn you, you can come with confidence before God. Right? So that what, I, what I'm trying to say is that wherever your treasure is, your heart will also be. Whatever you believe in, we'll see by your actions. We'll see by what you do, how you live, right? Like, I'm even thinking to myself, I'm like, you guys just see this side of Christian. Chelsea sees the Christian behind the closed doors. And I have to be the man of God just like I am here behind closed doors. It's not like a facade. It's not like, oh, I just put this on every Thursday and then I take it off. Or when I do a tent revival, I put this on. And then when I'm done with the tent revival, I take it off. No, I have to live my life constantly like this. It's a lifestyle. Look, lifestyle, Christianity, right? It's a lifestyle. And that's why, like I said, I'm preaching to y'all, but I'm preaching to myself. Because I know in these last days, what's happening is this. We notice that when we're going around, everything seems so dark. Everything's so polluted. Like literally, I'm, I'm typing in what is happening September 16th in Scottsdale. That was a bad idea on my end. But I was doing it because I'm, we're going to do our, our ninth tent revival in Scottsdale, which is new territory for us. And that is also the day of Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. But when I looked, automatically shows... Clubs, bars, drag queen shows, and then just keeps going down the, the trail. So I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Th- that's why you want me to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, it's an obvious reason. Now, like I said, um, I'm not here to, to, to throw the first stone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not here to throw the stone, but I'm here to show you the rock. Okay. I'm not here to throw the first stone, but I'm here to show you the rock. So today's title is, is being tempted in trials for your faith. Being tempted in trials for your faith. Now, before we hop in, um, we're going to pray. So, Kevin, can you pray us in real quick? Father God, we thank you for the word that's going to be given here yes, today. Jesus. We pray has protection over each and every person here from the top of the head to the soles of the feet, Father God. That Lord, that we pray has protection over this home as well, Father God, that nothing can come in and try to disrupt yes. this message, Father God, or try to disrupt this family as they sleep and as they worship and praise you, Father God. That Lord, we pray that the message is clear to each and every one of us, Father God, and that if the Holy Spirit is not convicting us, Father God, then we pray that the Holy Spirit convicts us. Yes, yeah, That you convict us with the word, Father God, yes, that Lord. you show us where we're lacking, Father God, where we need to increase, Father God, yes, and, and that where we need to also um, prosper as well, Father God. Yes, Lord. That Lord, we just pray that this message has a protection over it, that yeah. nothing can stop it, Father God, that no noise, that no demonic activity can come in and appear, Father God, that the, that the service here, Father, is untouched. And Lord, I pray, I pray that everybody here is also blessed, Father God, not only for 
their time that they are sacrificing here, Father God, before the dedication of their heart towards you. Yes. And we just pray uh, as a protection over Christian and Chelsea, Father yes. God, that they're extending their home for this, Father God, that uh, as they are being faithful in the little, little yeah. Father God, that you are going to bless them in more, Father yes, God. Lord. And that we can't wait to see that, Father. And we just give you all the honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Yeah, so I forgot to mention, we, we're switching things up. Did, uh, does anyone have any praise reports or testimonies they'd like to share? I do. Okay, go for it. I have it. a testimony that uh, my gastro kept saying that uh, my uh, liver, um, he thought my liver wasn't healthy. And it's been months and I want to say like half a, half a year that he's been sending me to get an ultrasound and I've been praying about it and I've been rebuking it in the name of Jesus. So finally I had it done um, a day ago mm -hmm. and um, when he came in the room, uh, he looked at me and then I was like, you know, and I was like the look, you know, I had fear, but then I said, no, God's with me, you know. Yeah. And then I said, and then he goes, um, he goes, you know what? He goes, um, all my thing. I thought you had a, um, you know, your kick, your your liver was, um, he goes, I, I thought your liver was um, not healthy. He goes, but there's nothing wrong with your liver. Glory to God. Your liver, your liver is so healthy for you being overweight. Wow. He goes, but I praise to you, he goes, since I saw you six months ago, you have lost weight. Thank you, Jesus. I go, yeah, I go, I, it's a lifestyle that I'm on it. He goes, he goes, keep on it. You have a healthy liver. Wow. Yeah. So good. That's awesome. Glory to God. That's huge. That just shows you the power of the healer, right? It shows you that he's... He not only changes you from the inside, but outside, right? Mm -hmm. Like your physical body, so you're taking care of yourself, you're going on walks, you're, you're trying to eat yeah. right. And, and, and then, yeah, and then the Holy Spirit will convict you and tell you that. So that's amazing. Um, that's so good. Anybody else? I have a, I have a quick testimony. Um, huh? About Peyton? Oh, no, I forgot about that one. I guess I could share that one, huh? Okay, I'll, I'll make it real quick. I got two. I got two, and then we'll preach. So, thank God I was able to preach last Saturday in Pakistan. Yes. I thought I was only preaching to about 50, 60 people. Yeah. It was actually 300. 300. Oh. It was 300 people. 10 people gave their lives to Jesus. And Nassim said it was the biggest distribution of Bibles that she's ever done. So, that, I mean, that's just amazing. So, I, I'm so thankful. Um, I'm waiting to hear, you know, if any healing happens. She said people did get healed, but I don't know what of, right? We don't have it but, but the thing is, she hasn't documented it yet. But definitely 10 people gave their lives to Jesus. And including that, that one girl, Darlene. So it was like 11 last week. So yeah. glory to God. So and God's probably, doing. Probably more because they hand out Bibles. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, that's what's cool about the word, right? It's like that word just got sent out. Mm -hmm. And now it's on that portable, audible Bible. Yeah. So who knows who else the Holy Spirit's gonna touch now, right? Because so cool. a lot of them can't even read. Uh -huh. So the ones that could read, she'd give them an actual Bible, and the ones that can't, she programmed it from Genesis to Revelation, yep. so that they could listen to the word. So the whole family. So I'm, I'm the Lord showed me that it's gonna be families that are impacted, not just one person having a Bible. Yes. Dude, no joke. <sighs> 
blesses my heart so much. They held the Bible like they graduated from high school. Yeah. They were like, look what I have. They honored the word, which is incredible. And to me, I was like, oh, God, it's real good. Yeah, it's just, it's precious to them. So that was amazing. Also, Chelsea, um, his friend Peyton gave us some. God has been providing for us in many ways. Yeah, do you want to share like how he's gotten in contact or whatever? Then I'll just share my side. Okay, so I just want to share that when you put your trust in God, um, he provides so many things because everyone knows we're having a baby, but um, thinking about budgeting and financing and everything, God has just been so great and blessing us in so many ways to take away expenses already for us. And we just feel really great, like grateful and just very blessed. And this person that I I randomly talked to that I worked with years ago Mm -hmm. just was like, I'm getting rid of all this baby stuff. What what do you want? I just cleaned it, all this stuff. And then um, she gave me a bunch of stuff for $50. And so I just feel very blessed. Really nice stuff. God just really supplied our needs with that. So we don't even have to worry about that. And it's... Yeah. Um, like a portable crib and it could be used as a bassinet. So, But on top of that, God had me on assignment. So I went there to go pick it up. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm going there and then I'm like, she's telling me how to do all the stuff. And it's like, it's like Mandarin Chinese, right? You're like, <laughs> you move it like this and this is for that and this. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. Thank you. Thank you. And then she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm done having kids. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, my back, my back is broken. So I'm like, what? Your back's broken. I'm like, how are you walking? Like, what? what do you mean your back's like? You know what I mean? Your back is broken. She's like, yeah, my L4 and my L3 are messed up, and they're just it's just way off. My hips are off, and this and that. I was like, okay. So, anyways, I started sharing who I was, and I started sharing my testimony, and I started sharing my ministry. She's like, I didn't know you had a ministry. I didn't know you did this, this, That's and that. how much I don't talk to this person. I know. It's very clear. Because I was like, where, where do you, where's your faith at? I said, I've seen so many miracles. Like, where's your faith at? And I'm telling her all the stuff I'm, I'm doing for the Lord. She's like, yeah, um, well, I believe in God. Like, I have a personal relationship. My, my husband grew up Baptist, and he's really been hurt by the church. I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, it happens, right? We've all been hurt by church in some way. And um, she's like, yeah, I just like the non-denominational stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're non-denominational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was telling her that. I said, well, I feel like God wants to heal your back. So can I come inside your house? You know, we'll pray for you because it's hot. I mean, she can't sit down. You know what I mean? So I go and I sit down. And her husband's just there in the living room just typing away. I said, hey, I'm, you know, I have my own ministry. And he's just like, like, you get to tell, like, he's like, dude, come on. Like, I, I'm like, I'm working right now. Like, what are you doing in my house type deal? And I told him who I was and what God's going to do and all that. And I said, I've seen so much. I said, yeah, God's going to grow her leg out and it's going to heal her L4 and L3 because I've seen it so many times with people with that particular situation. And he's like... Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm by, by then I, I, no, I like, I got to him. I said, your wife's going to sit down. I said, you come and grab your wife's leg. Come on. She's your wife, dude. So he's like sitting there with me. And I said, I want you to, I want you to pray this when I'm praying. He's, he's like, he's not doing it. And I'm like, okay. So before I even prayed for her, she says, I already feel something moving. I didn't even touch, like I touched her, but I didn't even pray for her. 
And God's like, you're taking too long. <laughs> Gro- like already grows it out. Wow. Already heals it. Her hips get aligned and all that. I mean, I still prayed, but God was already doing it before I even prayed. Mm-hmm. All I did was touch her. That's the power of God. Mm-hmm. So when we prayed, I got done. And then I had words of knowledge for the guy. And he was just like, no, that, I don't have that. I don't have that. I'm like, okay, of course very you resistant. don't. I'm like very resistant. I'm like, of course you don't have that. But he's like, well, and then she's like, well, he has gout. I'm like, oh, I prayed for someone that had gout. I think you were there. Someone was there. I prayed for someone with gout that was, I don't know if it was homeless or out on the streets and God healed them of gout. I think it was at Cain's. That guy that had the the stump, yeah, gout. And anyways, I prayed. Huh? Yeah, everything happens at Cain's. Yeah, after the gym. But the thing is, he didn't want, he said, this is what he said, I feel uncomfortable. He didn't want prayer. He's like, I feel uncomfortable. And I said, well, I said, when you really want to know the Lord, you ask him who he is. I said, church and all those people that hurt you, was that Jesus? He couldn't answer. He, couldn't, he, didn't, he didn't even say. I said, Jesus saved me when I was about to kill myself, dude. Like, Jesus is real. Jesus is more real than anything. I've seen him. I know he's real. He's super real. And he's magnificent. But the thing is, mm. what I was trying to, what I was really wanting to say to that dude, what are you going to do when you stand before a holy, righteous, all-knowing, all-powerful God of all creation? And you'd be like, God, I chose not to know you because people hurt me. He's going to be like, depart me. That's it. There's not going to be, there's no more praying. There's no more getting right with God. You're in front of him now. And now you have to answer for your life. Right? Mm -hmm. You are going to have to answer before a holy and mighty God. Why you are the way you are. Or why you didn't do what you should have done. Right? Like, there's no excuse. This guy's a grown man. Mm -hmm. I'm a grown man. You're a grown woman. You're a grown woman. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So let's, let's go into 1 Corinthians chapter 10, okay? Oh, it's going to be some good stuff, guys. If you guys are not already getting convicted, then just wait. <laughs> it's good, though. This is what we need. This is why... The, do you understand that I, I keep telling people that Jesus is not going to come for this type of church? That's why he hasn't came. We keep praying for him to come. But he's like, if I come right now, you guys are done for. So that's why we have to become pure, holy, set apart, right? Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, and all were baptized in Moses, in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? Yeah. Do you remember that story? How all the Hebrews were in the desert and they had no water? Yes. And, and God told Moses to tap on the rock once and water would come gushing out. That's physically impossible, right? But Moses disobeyed. He tapped it twice. 
And then God's like, you can't go to the promised land. You're going to die here in the wilderness. And then God still let the water out. That's how holy and righteous God is. Thank God for the new covenant. That's why we should preach the new covenant and not the old covenant. Because that's, do you see that there was no mercy back then? God still showed mercy on Moses and all these people. But he really didn't have to. Their sins were still like a stain upon their shirt. God could still see it. But with Jesus, it gets washed, it gets clean, right? Okay. So we now know that the rock in the wilderness was Christ. Okay. Verse 5. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. For their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. See? Exactly what I just said. He still gave them water. He still gave them life. Whatever they needed, but they still died and didn't see the promised land. Verse 6. Ooh, I feel that in the spirit. There. That's good, Lord. Just be careful. Yeah, so the thing is, why maybe God hasn't so-called worked for you. Or God hasn't answered your needs right away. Or God hasn't been this bellboy or genie. It's because you've been lukewarm and you've been disobedient. You haven't been well-pleasing to God. He doesn't owe you anything. He's already given you everything because he gave you Jesus. Right? So think about that. I think, that's, I think a lot of Christians need to hear that. Because we tend to think, like, well, God didn't show up when he needed to and this and that. Okay. That's on you. Mm-hmm. He's still holy, righteous, and true, and just. It's almost to the point, like, God didn't show up, like, but neither did you. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Or look at the mentality that... And were you obedient to what he told you? Right. To mm-hmm. But look at even the mentality of Meshach, Reshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. Said, we're not going to worship your idol, King Nebuchadnezzar. And if God still doesn't show up, we're still going to die for the Lord. And then, mm-hmm. boom, the Lord showed up mm-hmm. and delivered him out of a place of a furnace. Right? Well, we just watched last night. Really? Okay. It's confirmation. All right. So verse six. Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Now think about that. What do we lust after? Do we lust after people off social media? Do we lust after our, our brothers and sisters in Christ that maybe have more than us? Do we covet the world's standards of Wow, well, that person down the street's a heathen and he has this house and this car and this wife and this da, 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 and this many kids and he goes on this many vacations. Mm-hmm. Or, or we can even get more deep in evil things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll leave it there. Verse 7. And do not become idolaters as were some of them and as it is written. The people sit down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And one day, 23,000 fell. Do you see that? They all be sleeping with each other in the tents. And God's like, I see it. 23,000, boom, wiped out. That's that's still the same God. Okay, that's still the same God we worship, Mm -hmm. that we love. But he's given us mercy, but we can't take advantage of the grace, right? Like for me, I, I've been, this has been my prayer. Lord God, help me to be pure as he is pure. Help me to be holy as he is holy. Father, help me to be perfect just as you, Father, 
are perfect. Father, I don't want to just do ministry. I don't want to just preach your gospel. I don't want to evangelize to a thousand people in this if I'm going to go to hell. Father, please help me to stay rooted with you. Help me to abide in you. That my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That, Lord God, I'd be worthy to rise up again in your second coming. That's, I, I pray that because it humbles me to be at a place where I can just think I'm doing so good. If I compared myself to other Christians, I'm like this. But where am I? Where is the standard that I'm at to my father's eyes? Because God sees what I do in secret. And he'll expose in the light, just like all you, right? Mm-hmm. I can't be like, well, I'm doing this for the kingdom, this and this and this. And then I'm like being a worker of iniquity. Lord, help me to die to that. Right? Mm-hmm. But you can even be in a place where you're doing all this and you're so religious too. Like a Pharisee and a Sadducee. I'm keeping all the laws. I'm doing all this. I don't work on the Sabbath. And I don't do this. And I don't do that. And da, 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 da. But God's like, you brood of vipers, get away from me. Mm-hmm. You, you, who, your father, Satan. Mm-hmm. So you got to really be careful. Like, you can either go way here, right? Selling milk, miracles for, for thousands of dollars or, 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 or just living this lifestyle. But, you know, you're a pastor and you're... Banging the secretary in the back. That stuff is real, guys. I'm, I'm sharing this because it's a real thing. Or you can be a Pharisee and deny the power of the Holy Spirit and not believe in tongues, not believe in casting out devils, healing the sick, or any type of that, and still go to hell. That's why it says narrow is the way. And few find it. And broad is the road to destruction. Many are on it. My prayer has been lately like, Lord, help me to be set apart. Help me to be divided with you, not a goat. Help me to be divided as a sheep. Please, please, Lord, help me. And, Get me there. And is it a reason you ask that because you don't want to fall away from exactly. a Christian? And also it's preventative you're maintenance. To, you're asking also to walk in yeah. the abundant life. And to walk in that power. Yes. So, but most yes. of you don't want to fall. Yes. Don't I don't want to fall. You don't want to be sin conscious, but you want to be righteous conscious. Right. right? Like you so depending on the blood of Jesus, but then you're not forsaking the blood of Jesus and doing, right. living a lifestyle or, of sin. What's it called? Like hyper grace? Where like, yeah. oh, I can do whatever. Like yeah, that's a hyper grace. Right. That's, that's a false gospel. That's a false gospel. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a false gospel. Man, okay. Lord, help me. What do you want me to say? Okay. All right. Verse 9. Nor let, nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. <laughs> like God, you just need to make this or like fleecing God. You ever heard of that? I, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, I've done that before. I can raise my hand on that. Like, God, you got to do this, and then if this happens, then I'll do it. And you're, like, tempting God. Or, or God, if you do this, then... No, I'm just saying, back in the day, you either got smited for your sin, or you tempt God, you got serpents, yeah. poisonous serpents that would bite you and you'd die. But God still found a way to still show mercy upon them. Yeah. Right? The old so, covenant. Old covenant, but still, same God. 
Verse 10. Nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. How much do we complain, guys? Too much. Right. So if you were to complain back in that day, you would have been destroyed by the destroyer. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Thank God for the new covenant. Thank God. But the thing is, we have to still live holy, pure, righteous. Right? We just don't make... We can't just be like, oh, dude, I sinned again. Kev, go get the goat. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, we're going to set an altar outside. We're going to burn it. Like, we're going to... You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. It's only through the blood, right? I don't know. He got triggered by that. But anyways, <laughs> we're going to keep going along. <laughs> he is a shepherd. Um, so, verse 11. Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. So did you hear that? Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. So now it's saying listen to this wisdom so that you don't fall. Verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as in common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Did you hear that? That's amazing. So God doesn't tempt us. God delivers us from the temptation, right? Even the, even the model prayer, right? Where it says... Lead us not into temptation. Yeah, God, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Well, he's faithful. There's the same verse that says, he's faithful to establish you and guard you from the evil one, right? But the thing is, it's by our own lust and our own flesh that we go astray, right? The temptation of that. And what the Lord was showing me is that you, as a Christian, you will face temptation. You will face that trial of that test because God tests the righteous. Remember that. Because he wants to see what are you going to choose? Who are you going to serve? Are you faithful like he's faithful? Look at Joseph. If Joseph would have caved in and slept with Potiphar's wife. Like truly slept with his wife. He would have never been second to Pharaoh. He would have never been given those dreams of interpretation. He would have never been given that power. Did you see how when he passed temptation, he received power? Can you explain um, how he tests us? Oh. Or later. No, I will. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain what temptation is. Temptation translates a Greek word that can mean enticement to evil or testing in general. Remember, God doesn't test you to do evil. God's not going to send some, right. some good-looking girl to Kevin and be like, Hey, Kevin, what are you going to do? Right. What you going to do, bro? And he's like looking away and he's acting like he's blind and he can't see this girl in front of him. Right? No, it's not that. So I'm, I need to make that clear. Yeah, make that he, he's he, looking to see how, how you're going to He's react. looking how you're going to respond. Right. What, what are you going to do? Right. What is your decision you're going to make? Okay, so let me carry along. Temptation translates a Greek word that can mean enticement 
to evil or testing in general, including various kinds of trials. So I can't just name one, right? There's many. The word should probably be understood in a broad sense with a further understanding that God, excuse me, understanding that while God permits testing for the purpose of strengthening faith and character, Satan entices you to evil for the purpose of destruction. So God will test you to strengthen you, your faith and character. And Satan does it to entice you to do evil to the purpose of destruction. Is that good? Mm-hmm. I think that's solid. He, per- he said he permits it. Yeah, permits the testing. He allows it, yeah. yeah, he allows it. The Corinthians need to despair when they consider two things. Their temptation are not unique as evidence to the experiences of Israel in the wilderness. That's what God's trying to distinguish, right? He's telling you. It's not anything different that hasn't been. There's nothing new under the sun. God may be trusted not to allow them to be tempted above their ability to endure and overcome. Not only will he limit trials, he'll provide the way of escape, right? Did you guys hear that? Okay. Let's continue along. First uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. What is idolatry? Putting somebody else above God. Okay, that's a, that's a great definition. Anybody else want to add to that? It could be anything. Yeah, and it can be, it can be worship. It could be your dog. It could be, yeah, it could be your dog. It can be your business. It can be your spouse. It can be your car. It, huh? Yeah. Your children. It could be your all the... Huh? Your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, the stomach. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. But anyways, yes. So verse 15. I speak as to wise men. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless is not... It is not the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of Christ. For we, though many, are one bread and one body, for we are a partaker of that one bread. Observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What am I saying then? That the idol is anything or what is offered to an idol is anything? Question mark. Rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? We cannot, Lord, you want me to go there, huh? You cannot be celebrating and participating in Halloween and then come on Sunday and worship Jesus. You cannot be going to, I'm going to go see the nun, exorcist, do all these movies, go to these haunted houses, and then you're going to have fellowship and communion with Jesus. You cannot be going to, a concert that is worship to God's deities and other demons and a lifestyle of living and come and praise Jesus on Sunday. This is what the Lord's saying. 
Because we we got to think. Well, we're not we're not we're not making idols nowadays, right? We're not like bringing sacrifices to Moloch in Ishtar and Baal, right? Mm-hmm. But we're doing it different now. Yeah. We're doing it different now, and guess what? Those demons haven't left. They're still the same. You're still worshiping them in a different way. It's very true. And and the world has made it like so cute. Yeah. You know what I mean? And fun that it is. It's a little. Yeah. Like you're going to a Taylor Swift concert and you're like, oh, it's cool, but she's casting spells, doing black magic in front of you, singing along. Do you understand these people that have been going to these concerts and they're getting amnesia? Uh Same with Beyonce. They can't remember. They can't. Something's happened over them. I watched something crazy on social media. This Mexican woman, she's an artist. She's singing and all of a sudden you see a wave. Secular artist. You see a wave of force hit people and they fall. What do you think that is? Demons. We talked, me and Benjamin... Benjamin talked to this transvestite person, and what do they say? I asked this person how he came to his identity as they. Yeah, this is a good story. I asked this person how he came to his identity as they, and he said, do you want the normal answer I give people, or do you want the real answer? And I said, the real answer, and the real answer was simply, I went to a concert and a wave of energy hit my skull and bounced back. And then I just said, why not? Okay, transvestite after that. So why I'm sharing this is because I'm not trying to like, disclude you from having fun or this and that, but there's sacrifices to be made. There's things that I can't do no more. I can't go to the dispensary when I'm stressed out. I wish I could, but I can't, right? I got to get the peace from the Lord. Or I can't just go to um, a concert and get wasted at, and I love the music in the past, and it's okay. They're not cussing. It's still the same. And how much you love like, horror movies and horror Yeah. Movies. So I'm like, there was tons of movies I want to see. Like, all oh, the Exorcist I would have watched back in the day. None 2, I would have watched that. I mean, all that stuff. And I can't participate. I would have taken Chelsea or someone to the haunted house. Like, oh, let's go do this maze thing and do haunt. I can't oh, do yeah. that stuff. Like, we actually, like, loved it. Yeah. We loved <laughs> it. We served dumb idols. We loved that stuff. But yeah, but guess what? It comes with a price, right? All right, all glory to God. Verse 23. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Does that make sense? Yeah. So not all the things that we do are great. Not all the things we do edify God, right? Let no one seek his own. But each one, the other's well-being. Eat whatever's sold in the, in the meat market, asking no questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness. If any of those who do not believe invites you to dinner and you desire to go eat whatever is set before you, asking no question for conscience sake, 
But if anyone says to you, this was offered to idols, do not eat it for the sake of the one who told you and for your consciousness sake, for the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness. So what I was talking about was like, you're going to someone's house back in the day, you know, like, oh, we're going to have a dinner come by and say you didn't ask and you just ate the food. God's like, okay, you're good. But if they mention like, oh yeah, we just offered this to Moloch. This is extra. Do you, do you want some? Do you want some ribs with that? And they're like, no, like, like <laughs> please no. Like, no, I, I don't want to participate in that. Right. Cause it's going to defile your consciousness. You're going to, you're going to defile who you are. This is heavy, I know. Verse 29. Consciousness, I say not your own, but that, the, but that of the other. For why is my liberty judged by another man's conscience? But if I partake with, with thanks, why am I evil spoken of for the food over which I give thanks? Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. And then this is the last bit. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So to get this, I know, right? Is we, so remember mom was talking about consciousness. And now let's talk about consciousness of the mind and how... Why should I be judged for another man's conscience or this and that? Because he's talking about he doesn't want he doesn't want you to make people stumble. Yeah. And God's been on me too. Like, Christian, you could partake in this stuff and maybe you're free from it, but this person is dealing with this and they had this, you know, addiction or they had this problem or they, they're overcoming the it. Yeah. And the thing is it might be permittable for you, but it's not but not all things are per- permittable, which are edifying to people or can cause people to sin or cause people to the thing. So like I've been bringing that stuff before the Lord, like, OK, Lord, help me to get that carnal out of me. Right. Right. I mean, let's let's, let's be serious. Right. Like if I want to have a couple of drinks and I did, but it causes my brother to fall into temptation because he was an alcoholic well, then I shouldn't do that, right? Because it's going to cause them to sin, right? It's going to cause them to fall into that, in that place. So the thing is, you have to really be aware. You really have to check your heart. You really have to be like, okay, God, well, if this is becoming an issue, then help me to get rid of that issue. So I'm saying this in any sense of addiction you're dealing with, any sense of carnality you're dealing with. This can, you can use this for everything because it's going to help you. It really is going to help you. Because at the end of the day, I'm trying to imitate Christ just as you are trying to imitate Christ. Right? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So now we're going to go to Matthew chapter 4. Okay. Thank you, Lord. You're teaching us. You're pruning us. You're developing us. And why we keep talking about this temptation is because we look to the author and finisher of our faith Jesus, right? Whatever he's done, we walk by. So look, Satan tempts Jesus. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Matthew what? Matthew chapter four, verse one. And then it also gives another, um, it gives another definition of tempted, uh, to test, to put to the test, tempt, try, explore, 
prove, examine, compare, empirical, and perastic. The word describes the testing of the believer's loyalty, strength, opinions, disposition, condition, faith, patience, or character. That's why we get tested because then once we get through past the tempting or the testing, we become refined. We can become pure. So say like you fail, right? Say you gave in to sin. Say you drank too many beers last week or you smoked a joint last week or you watched pornography last week or whatever other sin you committed that was a test and you failed. You come in repentance before God. You ask God, God, I'm, Father, forgive me. Help me to turn from my wicked ways. Preserve my life. Help me to not make the same mistake again. I'm telling you, when you do that, God gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. You humbled yourself. You're humbling yourself before God's mighty hand, right? Remember I told you how that works? If, you, if this is you and God's hand's on you, then he'll exalt you, right? He will lift you up. He'll take you out of that despair. It says the righteous man falls seven times, but gets back up eight. The place is not to quit. The place is to move forward. And not to make the same mistakes over again. And, I, and I've seen Christians that have abused that, the grace. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, yeah, I slept around, fucked around, or whatever, commit adultery, yeah. whatever, whatever. And they become hardened to that sin. And yeah. that's when it becomes a lifestyle. You see, they run right. away. Because they're like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Because yeah. you're abusing God's grace. Like, right. yeah, Jesus took your sins, right? And he forgives you for them, but... It's so important, like, for you to, like, to humble yourself every time you miss it. Because it keeps you pure. Yes. It keeps you, like, humble. Because you can get, you can get prideful. Very much so. I think when you humble yourself, too, and you are, are praying about not wanting it, and, and God knows your heart, like, yeah. Holy Spirit yeah. will convict you and will be like, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute. We already prayed about this. Yep. Yep. Are you He'll sure you're going to you. do this? He'll bring it back to you. He will. Okay. And keep going. Um, verse number two and when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights afterward he was hungry now when the tempter came to him he said if you are the son of god command that these stones become bread Mm -hmm. now i want to tell you this when you're gonna when you're getting tempted you're probably at your weakest moment Mm -hmm. that's when satan comes he doesn't he doesn't tempt you when you're all like, oh, I feel on fire for God. And man, I just did all this and all this. He does it when you're at your lowest. I notice a lot of my temptations happen when I'm fasting or happens when I just feel like I'm so burnt out. The key is to stay on fire, right? Don't get burnt out and don't become lukewarm and definitely don't become cold. Mm-hmm. Stay, stay on fire. Yeah. Don't burn yourself out. Do not become lukewarm and do not become cold. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> and, okay. So look what, look what Satan did. He was just tempting him with food mm-hmm. at first. Food. Now, see, Satan's going to test you carnality. He's going to test your flesh. Mm-hmm. What you like. Right? What, what, what you want. What you've been thinking about. Right? Right here, what you've been looking at, what you've been hearing, right? Have you noticed that every time, 
I know you guys, <laughs> I know no one's supposed to speak up, but I know every time that I maybe looked at something that I shouldn't have looked at or looked for too long, the temptation comes. Well, don't you just act upon it? Why don't you just do it? It's not a big deal. Come on. You've worked so hard. You deserve it. Second look. Yeah, first look, it bypasses you. Yeah, and you have 47 looks, like, it's a problem. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, but, right? It leads to, it keeps going. That's what sin does. It leads to more sin, right? All right. Verse four. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When you become tempted, the way you fight temptation is you fight back with the word of God. What does God say about that? What's God's will about that? I'm telling you, you will win 100% of your battles if you fight it like that every time. Because the one time you become passive is the one time you fall into temptation. I've done it. I know. Right? Have you noticed if you don't shut it down right then... And you just let it keep coming. You keep letting it pet your ear, right? Breathe on. I'm telling. Well, that's what Satan's done from the beginning. Yeah, he does what he did it with Eve. He said, "Doesn't that apple look good?" He's like, "Doesn't that apple look good?" The crunch factor of that apple is as better than a Macintosh. Honestly, it was probably the best fruit ever, right? But it. But he lured Eve with the eyes. And then when the eyes was getting to, now he's like, I'm going to intrigue your mind. You can become like God. You can become as wise as God. They were already like God. The yeah. purest form they could have got. Like Besides being him. They walk with the Lord. Come on. <laughs> all right, all right. Verse 5. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now, what's coming to me is that, okay, once that first temptation comes, he tempts you again. And now he tries to twist the word so that you'll say yes. Like, oh, you can drink, but don't get drunk. Yeah. That was Kevin's first verse. <laughs> you can drink, but then you don't get drunk. Yeah, and like some Christians can handle that. But then how about when it says, be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary is prowling like a roaring lion, seeing whom he may devour. Right. So there's like, see, it just, just a little bit. Right? Right? I, I know. I know. I've been there, guys. I made those mistakes, so I'm not here to condemn. I'm just telling you, we got to be strategic with his temptation. All right. And then Jesus said, it is written, again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said to him, all these things I give you. If you will fall down and worship me, 
Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Think about that. Satan was trying to tempt the creator about his creation that, hey, if you worship me, I'll give it to you. <laughs> That's how crazy it is. Yeah, and Jesus is like, okay, first of all, I am the word. I am the creator, okay? And then first of all, get out of here, Satan. Leave. I'm done with you. It's Lucifer. Bro, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm just saying that we fall in this temptation but we have to not. Because in these last days, God is separating us from the world. So if you get on fire now, you let God sanctify you, consecrate you, set you apart, be pure, untainted, without mixture, you will see the kingdom of God. Don't let... And that how I, I stay on fire is being in His presence, being in His word, being in the secret place, praying, but also doing what I've learned and, and apply it to what he's called me to do. I think that's a, I think that's a big problem for Christians. Um, so the thing is, though, if we would have put, say you're at a workplace, right? And you got employed. And like, you're like, wow, I got a new job. This is great. And they're teaching you how to do the job. And you just thought like, oh, like, I didn't know, like, I actually had a do it like you just, you're just like you're just teaching me right like there's another option they'd be like are you crazy like get out of here like no we hired you for a specific task we're teaching you how to do it now apply it now do it now do, it. do it so anyways i know it's like raining really bad i know people got to get home or if you guys want to stay here by all means but does anyone have any questions or anything they want to mention or ask before I... I love how you said so that you can go to the kingdom of heaven, right? You yeah. said sacred. But, it all, but then I got a revelation also to operate in the kingdom of heaven here now. Yes, it's absolutely. Like, it's like to go, but to operate in the kingdom now. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah, because we're supposed to pray for the kingdom of heaven to come down. But I'm talking about as as receiving eternal life, just like in the Matthew chapter five, the Beatitudes. You read that, pure, right, pure heart will see the Lord, all that stuff. The meek will inherit the earth. But I think that's it. That's all I have for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, that was that was a hard pill to swallow, just just for me. And so I, I get it. I think. What we're doing is we, we evaluate ourselves. We're judging ourselves. See, a lot of people are like, don't judge me. No, you need to get judged. You need to get judged now before you get judged later. Judge yourself, but don't be in a place where you're a crooked judge either. Like, no, I can do all this. No, that's fine. The Bible says, and like, no, it never says that in scripture. Where can you show me where it says that, you know? Don't condemn yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But we we definitely need to elevate to a different yes. standard. Uh, what happened is we the church has narrowed it or lowered it down so much that's not even the real gospel. It's not. And like, okay, I'm gonna say this too. This is good. If your church is not preaching a full gospel, you need to get out of there. 
If your church is not demonstrating the power of God, get out of there. I'm not kidding. I've went to lukewarm churches. They will leave. You will die there, and then you'll die in hell. Isaiah not, Salvador calls them graveyard churches. Yeah, they're graveyard they're churches. They're not operating in anything. And if they're preaching the full gospel, but then there's no operation of power, get out of there. There's something wrong. And if the church is not growing, I'm not saying it has to become this mega church, but if there's not healthy growth within a certain amount of time, get it out of there. It's a dead church. Or they're not making disciples. You're just sitting yeah. there. You know? I can literally look at everyone here. All you guys know how to cast out demons. Yep. I can go to one of those lukewarm church and not one knows how to cast a demon and not one knows how to lead someone to Christ and not one knows how to pray for the sick. Right? Right. That should tell you, look at, we're a small group. But they have a good music session. Yeah, and, and, and they have a great cafe and they have a freaking pizza oven and they got great espresso. <laughs> this is what Reinhard Bonnke said. He says, they need an espresso machine, a coffee machine to keep them awake through the service. When you're demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit fire, you're up and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's happening. You see, like, John and CK, I don't think I could fall asleep in that service. There's no way. I don't think so. Can't even fall asleep to him if you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, there has to, there, there has to be power there has to be the full word right there has to be a to people that are going to those churches like why the importance of the power okay so why i always say there has to be power within the church because if the lord's not accompanying it that means they're not preaching his gospel Mm -hmm. god accompanies his word this is in the gospel with miracle signs and wonders these signs shall follow them that believe. It says that they went to every town and, they, and the Lord accompanied what they said mm-hmm. because it made it true to the people and that's how they believed. Mm-hmm. So what's happening, people don't want to go to your church. They're like, no, I've already been to church. I'm, I'm really trying to invite Christians to go back to church and they're like, I don't want to go to church. There's nothing there for me. I can watch this. I can watch the service on TV. If you're disabled, if you're disabled, okay, I get it. But if you're watching me or you're watching everybody else, it doesn't mean you're a Christian, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like if I watch a movie, it doesn't make me a Marvel character, right? Like I'm, t- I'm not, well, I'm just saying, like because what, yeah, because what's happening is that we're saying that oh well. We're Christians because we watch our services online and we go to church and we're a Christian. It's just a place of fellowship. I think that's become a problem too. I really do. Because we, we always say, well, we, we go to church and we're okay. And we're okay. We don't have to do anything with it, what we're learning, what we're saying, and what, what's going on. We can just go to church. And that's what I want to tell you is that I keep I keep almost thinking like if you're just watching services like me or you're watching other people and all that, but you're never doing anything about it, you're not gonna. It's not gonna make you grow. 
You're just watching it for entertainment. Or you're just saying, hey, no, I watched the service. I'm good for this week. So that's all I have. That's really good. Anything else? Okay, that's fine. Probably because the enemy does not want me to start sharing <laughs> that stuff. I remembered I had a testimony. Okay, go for it. Um, um, sometime earlier this week, I can't remember what day it was or something, but um, I wasn't feeling good before I went to bed. And I think, like, Jordan tried to pray for me, but I didn't even hear him. I was just so tired. And then um, in the middle of the night, Jordan woke up, and he's like, I just feel like I need to pray for you. And we had just, like, a whole deliverance session. Like, Whoa. I was crying, burping, like, all this other Jeez. stuff. Jeez. Like, like, it definitely felt like something left me. And, like, Whoa. I don't know. It, it was, like, an hour long, like, and I, I felt like I got hit by a bus after. Like, I mean, like, my wow. back was hurting because it was, like, trying not to leave. It was just crazy. And wow. I just, I, I, I felt better in the morning after I had rested from it. But, yeah, it was, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to tell you is that I was going to do a deliverance on you. And I think because we didn't get to it or, or waited or what happened, God used Jordan. And Jordan's now doing it. So, Glory to God. Because I don't want to miss it either, right? Because I can be like, oh, I can have to do this deliverance, that deliverance, that healing, that healing. But God's using you and you stepped up because guess what? When you got filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, that's the power right there, bro. I'm telling you. And the thing is what I want to make sure you guys do is keep yourself pure so that those things don't come back. Yeah. Because they will come back seven times worse. Yeah. Remember that. When you cast out demons, yep. they're going to want to bring their friends back. So keep it on lock. Um, anything else? That's crazy. It took me years to cast out demons. It took me like months. <laughs> well, I think what's happening is that God has to accelerate people. No, for real. Because time is short. Yeah. So he's like, the time that you had, you know, four years, now it's four months, <laughs> right? To get that place. But, um. So cool. Uh, Benjamin, can you pray us out? Sure. Accelerated classes for ASU. Yeah. It's good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Uh, thank, you, Lord. thank you for uh, just uh, feeding us with truth, with yes. conviction, and um, with your holy fire, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything you've done tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. All right, well, does anyone need prayer? If not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it done. If not, God bless you guys. We love you. Good night. Remember, Jesus can keep you clean. Be with him.